and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and as you look at what's going on in the world, you can't help but realize that we are living in the last days. We need to put our trust in something that is eternal, not of this world. That is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. How do we do that? By getting to know him, by studying his word. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Are Ash Wednesday and Lent in the Bible? Should we celebrate them? Ash Wednesday traditionally marks the start of the season of Lent for Catholics and some Christians. Will you be fasting or giving something up for Lent? Why? Is it even in the Bible? Who started this tradition? Is Lent in the Bible? Well, technically, no. So when did Lent start and who started it? It goes way back to the early church leaders. And... Um, uh, so from Wikipedia, we learn that in AD 339, St. Athanasius wrote that the Lenten fast was a 40-day fast that the entire world observed. St. Augustine of Hippo, AD 354 to AD 430, wrote that our fast at any other time is voluntary, but during Lent, we sin if we do not fast. Well, my friend, that is a lie, okay? In the 350s AD, the Roman Empire was splitting and people looked to the church for leadership. The early church leaders started making up unbiblical sins to control the people. There was no Bible back then. Most people were illiterate. They depended on the teachings of the church to know how to live righteously. That put a tremendous amount of power in the hands of priests, bishops, and the Pope. And the truth still holds true. Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. It was a gentleman named Lloyd Acton that coined that phrase. And I'm going to say it again. Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely so fasting is a 100% is is 100% voluntary at any time so what is fasting well now fasting is in the bible jesus fasted for 40 days paul encouraged us to fast and esther in the old testament told the hebrews in exile in babylon to fast so last november i did a 21 day fast for the first time just liquids. At meal times or when hunger pangs strike, it's important to pull out the Bible and study the Word of God and ponder its meaning in your life. It's also a perfect time to pray. And to click on over to my blog, the link is in the show notes. I have some links so you can dig deeper here. And I also have a link uh, of a website that actually helped me out of the 21-day fast because your stomach shrinks and... Um, 
after 21 days of just eating liquids, obviously. And, um, you know, so you don't want to, uh, you know, attack it with like a big pizza pie, you know, you know, so you want to slowly start uh, eating again, eating light foods. Um, and I got to tell you, it just, it was, a, it was a total body cleanse too. It was, it was great. And then at the beginning of 2022, my church for the first time held a corporate fast that's encouraging us to fast for the whole month of January. So I fasted again, um, except since I wasn't aware they were doing it, I had just filled my fridge. Therefore, instead of a full liquid fast, I did one meal at midday, then liquids only for the rest of the day till 6 p.m. Now, fasting on Ash Wednesday um, and during Lent is admirable. But do you really know why you're fasting? If you're fasting just because your church tells you that it's a sin, if you don't, or it's what you're supposed to do to follow the rules, then that's wrong. And you might as well save yourself the misery. Here's some reasons for fasting. First, to humble yourself before the Lord. And because Jesus did it for 40 days and he told us to do it, to get closer to God. And here's a quote from um, Jensen Franklin, and he has a book called Fasting, Opening the Door to a Deeper, More Intimate, More Powerful Relationship with God. Um, and um, I am an Amazon affiliate on my website. So if you want to click on over to my blog and check it out, there's a, um, again, the link is in the show notes. Um, but he has, a, um, I, I pulled a quote from that book. And he says, quote, hungry people are desperate people, and they are hungry for more of God than they have than they have ever had they are breaking out of religious rules regulations and traditional thinking and breaking through to more of his presence more of his power more of his miracle working power only jesus satisfies hunger and that is so true so how do you start fasting well, it helps to plan it out. And if you want to try fasting, try first a 24-hour period, you know, liquids only. You still have to drink water. Um, uh, and, you know, now Jesus didn't, but of course, you know, he was Jesus and God wasn't going to let him die in the middle of the desert, you know, for 40 days. So I'm sure, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, he, 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 well, anyway, that's a whole other discussion. But, you know, but you have to drink water, okay, at least. So then three days, or maybe, you know, like a weekend, then a full week. And, you know, one of the, one of the suggestions I have is clean out your kitchen so you don't have any food to tempt you, okay? Plus, you don't want any stuff going bad in the fridge because you're not going to eat for a week, you know? So um, buy juices, enriched water with electrolytes, and smoothies, you know? So it's not, you know, it's not like you're just drinking water. I mean, you do need nutrients, you know, and nutrition, to live, you know, so, um, and I got to tell you, I felt very healthy. And after the first week, um, you really don't crave stuff that much. I even actually helped at my church to put away food when I hadn't eaten all day, you know, and, um, and it's like, I wasn't hungry. And I, you know, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to eat it because I was in the middle of the fast. Um, uh, but this is also when having the Holy Spirit in your heart is a great benefit. One of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. And Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 1.7, 
For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Well, I ask him every morning for that self-control and self-discipline, but it really came in handy when I was fasting. Now, Jesus told us in Matthew 6, uh, starting verse 16, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then we have uh, from the book of Acts, we have two passages, one from um, chapter 13, starting in verse two. Um, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. In Acts 14, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. I think I duplicated that. Oh, my mistake. Oh my gosh, I got to fix that. Okay. Give me here, Acts 14. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. In Acts 14, starting in verse 21, they preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Um, you know, so uh, and you should definitely read the book of Acts because it is the history of the church. Uh, church started and it's the way we should worship God today. You know, it, uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Ah, fishy Fridays. <laughs> As a former Catholic, I never really quite understood the no meat on Friday rule. Where's the pain in that? I think this ritual was made up to help local fishermen and seafood restaurants. Where do you think the idea for Friday seafood buffets came from? So is giving up something for Lent rather than fasting worth it? Well, I saw on Twitter once that Ash Wednesday was trending. I checked out some of the posts and one person asks, what are you giving up for Lent? A guy replied, last year I gave up coffee and I was 100% not like Jesus. Right idea, wrong motive. King David wrote in Psalm 51 after he had the encounter with the prophet Nathan, who admonished him for committing adultery with Bathsheba. And I read Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion and haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner. We all were. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. 
Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing to your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit. With burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings, then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. That was Psalm 51. And another prayer from a psalm is Psalm 139, starting verse 23. And we, we should pray this every single day. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. So celebrate Lent with a repentant heart. Lent is a time for reflection on Jesus' sacrifice for humankind and to show people that it's more than just knowing about him. What's more, you, you should have you should know him as your personal Lord and Savior. Jesus didn't suffer torture and die so we could have religion. He died so he could have a personal so he could have a personal relationship with you. He sacrificed his life so you wouldn't have to face the wrath of God at the judgment day. And believe me, that is coming. And it you better get right with God. So if you're ready, then all you have to do is believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins, that is stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized by water baptism. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. And if you don't know what that is, click on over my blog on the word baptized um, towards the bottom. And then receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and the confident hope of eternal life. And in the bottom of, of today's blog, I have three beautiful worship songs um, in Christ alone at the cross and the old rugged cross. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious, and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. 
it's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.